Welcome to Bold Conscious Connections. My name is Raju Panjwani and I'm a certified leadership coach. And I'm Trisha Ramos, a certified high performance coach. Together, we help business leaders redefine success on their terms to create more space and energy so that they live impactful lives. Everyone wants to be seen, heard and understood. So at a deeper level, we know that the collective consciousness is important to raise in this world. And leaders who are influencers can make that difference. We in our coaching programs teach people how to focus on the interconnectedness, heart-centeredness and growth from within. And this is what this podcast will be about. So stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Talk to you very soon. Oh my goodness. We had to break up this very meaty and deep discussion with Ari Levy into two parts because this conversation about death was so deep that we had to have you ponder what he said in episode previous to this. So part one of the conversation with Ari about death. Truth is certainty and recognition of the reality. That's his refrain. So that's in part one. And if those of you who haven't listened to it, we really believe that you should go listen to it if you have interest in this subject. And part two, which is coming up now, he talks about our faulty programming and faulty software. He gives you five important tips to really think about how you approach your life, not death. Enjoy this episode. Ari, I do want to, I want to take a different turn. I want to ask you what your thoughts are on, on walking like the living dead. Living like the like the walking. What am I saying? What am I saying? Like you're awake, you're alive, you are um, physically healthy, but living as if you're dead. What are your thoughts on that? Sorry, can I do a part B to that one? Mm-hmm. I have a situation. So some, you know, you've heard of situations where someone potentially gets diagnosed, uh, and they have the doctors are saying, "I'm going to live X years, three years, five years, whatever it may be." So, so it's attached to that kind of question. Suddenly they only think of that death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of saying, why not focus on life rather than on death? But even before the diagnosis, yes. living, living as if already you're dead, that you're not really, you're not really living life, not really drinking life in. And then you get that. And then you're like, oh, okay, I got X amount of time. Cause that's what the doctor says. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Well, many people say that Few people actually live and most people are just surviving. Mm. Um, and I, I can't say that uh, it's, it's entirely our responsibility because, you know, the world has done a bang up job in, you know, pr- preventing human beings from, from having fundamental human rights, right? Mm. So you know, having a roof over your head, having food, proper medicine, and, you know, a semblance of, you know, basic fundamental rights, water, food, healthcare, Mm -hmm. a basic education, and a roof over your shoulders seems to have escaped the world's ability to provide Mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And a great many deal of us, don't have those basic human rights. And so for them, surviving is the only thing they can do. Um, 
one must have certain fundamental human rights as a fundamental pillar on top of which one can edify. Uh, but I'm assuming that we're talking about an audience that have had those fundamental pillars. Um, Let's talk about first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for them, um, I think the idea of the walking dead, that they're alive, but they're not living. Has someone been programmed into them? Because um, they are chasing a never ending treadmill of pursuit. Mm. The pursuit of happiness has become the pursuit, mm -hmm. not the attainment of happiness. So if you are told, go and chase your dreams, what you will achieve is the act of chasing your dreams. And most people who do very well in life uh, do well chasing the dream. And they think that the acquisition of wealth and power gives them that. But if any of them ever stopped and stood in front of the mirror and asked themselves if they were happy and if they were honest, they would know that they are not fulfilled. Um, so they are living in their RAM memory. <laughs> right up here, they just, um, they've created a narrative that they've accepted to be true. Uh, and they play their part. Um, you meet someone and you ask them, you know, hi, my name is so-and-so, hi, my name is so-and-so, and the immediate follow-up question is, what do you do? And uh, most people who introduce themselves will say, my name is so-and-so, and this is what I do. Um, so how many people really have asked themselves, have had the opportunity to ask themselves critical, who are you? Mm -hmm. Who do you wish to be? Mm -hmm. And what do you, what are you aiming to become? Mm -hmm. I asked my daughter when she was 12, so what's the meaning of life? And she said, to get a job. I nearly, <laughs> I, nearly I nearly blew a gasket when she said that. Uh, but this is what we're training our, our future generations to think is the objective, to work, produce, get married, have children, and make money. Uh, and, you know, few rebel, question the system, and excel. Uh, many reject the system and, you know, walk away. Um, and, and others um, do a more balanced approach. They, they do what they need to do to have their basic needs met, and they dedicate the rest of their lives to pursuing knowledge and wisdom and to grow and evolve. So for people who are alive, but not living, but waiting for death as they are alive, um, they're missing the opportunity to accumulate, learn, acquire the knowledge necessary to bequeath to their next self. Mm. Um, they're obviously, um, unhappy with where they are. And many of them have given up hope that they can do anything. Um, right, and I could only ask that question because I've experienced that myself. I've been there and that's really largely why I became 
a coach and I'm doing this work because as you said, yeah, you would want to gain that information for your future selves, but even think about the conversations that you have with your children, you wouldn't be able to have them if you weren't doing this work yourself. So it's immediately impacting your immediate circle of influence already. And so we always say, you know, the whole family doesn't need a coach. One person gets a coach and then the whole family shifts. And um, so thank you for answering that. I mean, it's, it's, so easy to get distracted by the day-to-day moment-to-moment surviving you know and to just even though in when I was in that space I was very unfulfilled and I knew deep down somewhere that something wasn't right but to actually jar myself out of that to do something different was really hard it was it really for me it was when I had the stroke, that it was that experience that was like a switch had gone on. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What, what is all this for? Why are you working, doing, 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 doing for what? So thank you for speaking into that. Yeah, the wrong, we've been given the wrong program and we are running faulty software that doesn't emulate and reconcile with the universal laws of creation and nature. So it stands to reason that we are not in harmony with it. We are in disharmony, which is why there's so much disease. There's so much physical disease, mental disease, emotional disease, physical, all of them are the result of faulty code that we have been enforcing uh, upon our future generations and ourselves. So bad software just produces bad, bad outcomes. It, it just produces um, bad consequences. So the, the, the only way to, for many, uh, to have a, w- a wake up or an epiphany is to either be extremely curious, uh, motivated, or to have an outside event shock you to your awakening. Many, all of them work. Uh, Not many people actually take the bull by the horns and do what you did. Many people have the experience and they go right back into the matrix. Like the guy from the movie, The Matrix, he just wanted to eat meat again. And he's like, just make me forget everything. I just want to go back (laughs) to being a drone and a battery for the system. Well, we know what happened to that character. (laughs) Well, he he was he was duly terminated. Uh, But but um, there are not many people. There are more today than ever before. And I'm so happy about Mm. that. Yes. uh, in spite of the fact that we're a growing bunch, uh, we're still the very, very vast minority in the world. And the rest just don't want to wake up. They don't want to be woken up either. And um, they will become angry, volatile, aggressive, combative. If you ever try to wake them up and they don't, and they, and they show you that they don't want to be awakened. And, you know, they, they will 
come together <laughs> and fight against the forces that are trying to wake them up. If not, you know, in a family unit, uh, it could be in a social environment. And I think I, I could leave it at that and you will can connect your dots, <laughs> but. Um, and you know what you're describing is what's in the Bible too. I mean, it's all in these ancient texts, yeah. right? And you know, the- There's nothing new under the sun in that way. Right. Yeah, and the the Hermetics, same thing. They just kept the circle to a very, very small circle um, because, for, you know, for fear of what so, others might do. So you described the practices, you know, I mean, we, we, you, you mentioned them in our first episode or last episode with you. You know, meditation's one. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're not woken up by these other traumatic events happening to you and in my case, it took me four or five, and then I still wasn't waking up. Um, but if there's an inner realization that you really want to make the shift somewhere, so meditation is one technique you've talked about before. Is there anything else that you would recommend to, to somebody listening to this? You know, I think that if there is a person listening to these type of podcasts, then there is something stirring inside of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think many of them want to feel alive. Uh, many of them, they want to, they want to experience life differently than they've been experiencing it until then. Uh, but that choice can always be sort of analyzed in the pursuit of truth. I think that most people in their deepest and most intimate place, they want to know what's true. If you're really curious and you're searching, which with all due respect to all of us, there are a lot of people out there that are not curious and searching. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, th there are dolphins and there are sharks. You can't fault a shark for being one. Uh, any more than you can praise a dolphin for being one. We're just different types of people. Yep. Um, and there are people out there that are happy living in a reality that's two feet deep. And going any deeper is not only um, laughable, but it's a waste of colossal time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to accept that. We have to accept that that's their free choice we were yeah. talking about free will the other day yep. and we have to be tolerant of their intolerance <laughs> to the pursuit of truth even though sometimes we must be intolerant of intolerance we can talk about this at another time when it comes to free will and free speech um, i personally am intolerant of that intolerance uh, but when it comes to human evolution uh, those who are awake and in pursuit and curious cannot forcibly demand that others be in the same path of pursuit. Of course. No. <laughs> the person isn't curious, they mm -hmm. just are not curious. If the person isn't interested in learning what is the truth of the elemental facts of life, then so be it. Ignorance is bliss for them. Let yep. them be blissful. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we've 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 exchanged stories of how when we talk to our family, yeah, I I I I 
I was 11 and reading the New Testament. What do you think my cousins did? <laughs> they made fun of me like crazy. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't care. But that's that's even true that's today. Okay. You know, that's okay. that's, that's the, uh, what happens. But um, I, I appreciate that insight. You know, one thing when you when you ask Ari, what else could someone do? Something that came to me is, you know, we all on some level have experienced some sort of trauma. You know, for you, Ari, you talked about, you know, uh, parents' death. And I think that starting there, what is, maybe there's nothing that you can, if you're listening to this, nothing that you can think of this moment, but what has been the thing that you've had to overcome or what's been a challenge in the past that you've had to really try to um, transcend. And, you know, those are, to me, those are always um, opportunities for that connectedness to take place, um, viewing those challenges as the openings for greater depth, I think is, is besides meditation, another way that someone could could connect to that deeper part of themselves if they want to. Meditation is so important because it is, it is the most powerful tool that we can use to mm. connect the conscious with the subconscious and the unconscious. So mm. let's go back to the early 90s. We were using 14.4 baud modems. Mm -hmm. And communication was through a phone. You had that boing, 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 boing. And then you had connection to the internet. It would take a few minutes to download a page. And it would take you in 1994, about two hours to surf the entire World Wide Web. So fast forward to today, you basically can <laughs> mm -hmm. you have an unlimited universe in the internet. And you've got speeds that are several orders of magnitude uh, faster than our original 14.4 modem. So meditation is exactly that. Mm -hmm. We're at a 14.4 baud modem connection with our unconscious and our subconscious. The more you meditate, the faster the speed of connection and the wider the broadband will become. And the broader the band, will become the wider it will get between the unconscious, subconscious, and conscious mind. And at a certain point, for those who have arrived at mastery, th the speed is an instant. They will access mm -hmm. all that which is there um, with the power of their thoughts and their mind. Uh, so meditation is a widening, and speeding up the process of the connection between the higher self and the deeper size of you. So the more you meditate, the, the broader and the wider the connection will become, the more information can flow back and forth, and the easier, more permanent the connection will be to remain open. Mm -hmm. So meditation is key. There are so many different types of meditation. There are so many different books about meditation. I, I follow one very particular source. I tried many, but I have one. But everybody should follow their path in their discovery. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to promote or proselytize. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, 
so beside meditation, obviously, uh, one has to have a healthy psyche. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have a good psychoanalytical practice to analyze and um, sort of introspect and to heal the wounds that are there. So if you need a coach, if you need a psychologist, if you need more deeper help, you need a psychiatrist, it's imperative that you do that. No amount of meditation by yourself will ever do the job that a deep traumatic wound uh, caused. Uh, so you may need uh, psychoanalytical help. Mm -hmm. um, you may also need to have a personal discipline for sleeping. Mm -hmm. Not everybody needs to sleep the same amount, but everybody should have for them, what is the right amount of sleep? Some people need to sleep six hours and they're tip top. Some people need to sleep eight and for them that's enough. Uh, but if you don't sleep well, regularly, uh, constantly, it's gonna create a problem with your meditation. It's gonna create a problem with your psyche. It's gonna create a problem with your health. So mm -hmm. sleeping is imperative. You also need to eat well. <laughs> if you don't have the right nutritional values, if you don't have enough vitamin D, and if you don't have, you know, if you, if you don't have the right foods that will allow you to go to the loo uh, every day and, you know, evacuate everything you've put through your pie hole, then, you know, that's a problem. And you need some vitamins and minerals and nutrients and the right amount of vegetables and protein and carbohydrates. So nutrition also very important. Bad nutrition can lead to psychical problems. It could lead to uh, mental problems, it could lead to physical problems, and it could disrupt your ability to meditate. So again, you add, uh, you need to also exercise, same. I can take it all the way to the extreme or I could do the right amount for you. Everybody has a different measure of what's right for them. You have to have a healthy ticker, your blood has to circulate in the right way, you, you, need, you need a certain amount of exertion on a day-to-day -day basis in order to make sure that the plaque doesn't accumulate in your bloodstream, et cetera, et cetera. And you need to breathe. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say breath, where's yes. breath? Breath. Five primary instincts, breath, touch. I didn't mention touch. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to it. Breath, touch, um, nourishment, sleep. And um, uh, yeah, so movement, movement. Uh, breath, touch, nourishment, and sleep. Yeah, those five. So taking care of those five primary instincts will enhance your success in meditating. Mm. And it will render the attainment of insight, knowledge, and wisdom through your meditation uh, far more successful. If you're, if you're stressed because you're not sleeping well, every time you sit to meditate will make you fall asleep. <laughs> and you won't be able to meditate. If you're hungry whilst you're meditating, you won't be able to meditate. Mm -hmm. If you're not breathing properly, there's no way your meditation will go anywhere. And, you know, if you're if you're not, if you're the kind of person who hasn't seen another human being in a very long time, getting a hug once a week from another living human being uh, 
is also very important. Some people need more hugs than others. Mm -hmm. People will say they don't need any, but that's not true because we're a we, we're not a me. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, everything in its measure, but those five primary instincts, uh, in addition to meditating, create the perfect symphony that will allow you to create music for yourself. Mm. And it'll enhance uh, your connection with yourself. It'll create a better present. It will produce the right amount of serotonin and dopamines for you to feel excited. You need enthusiasm uh, in order to pursue any idea. You need to have the ability to dream and create dreams in your imagination. Uh, you can't have those if you don't take care of yourself. So, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, then no amount of meditation and high mindedness and higher values and higher pursuit can go anywhere. So beautiful. I not... love that we started the conversation <laughs> on death and we're now talking about living. Life. Life. Yes, this is this is living. <laughs> you know, we could talk to you forever and ever. You know, you, you can you get that sense, right, Ari? Keep you questions and we can keep going uh but you know we we just want to save another <laughs> topic for another conversation we would love to have you back i hope you hope you uh, will say yes to that i'll always enjoy talking to you guys yes we learn a lot from you always and just it's love you my friend this is amazing to to to, to be with you yes and um as always, we we want to know, if, you know, what 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 does what in this context today what you've been hearing? What discoveries did you find in this conversation that were interesting for you? Um, well, what's interesting for me is that all of these things that we normally think are just inside of our heads, and it's just you, the one who's having these thoughts, is not true. Hmm. <laughs> These conversations are part of a much larger community. Mm -hmm. And uh, the shared knowledge and wisdom that we could together put to work for the benefit of ourselves in communion with a larger community mm -hmm. for the benefit of me and we uh, probably is a very good um selfless thing to do mm. well so. we so appreciate you saying that we really really um fine i think you know in in we, we started this podcast uh we we talk in our intro about the interconnectedness is what we're trying to create by having this bold conscious connections conversations so you know hey you just you feel free to come back whenever you want Oh, we'll definitely have you back. <laughs> we're going to we're going to have you. We just like you have to Yeah, you know, I for those listening, there is an incredible amount of self-control taking place here because <laughs> <laughs> we we definitely want to just keep going and so um there's so many different ways we could have also taken the conversation. We're so appreciative Ari of your willingness to share and just um the incredible way that you take these 
ideas and I love the use of the metaphor with the iPhone and the RAM and really makes some of these ideas very accessible to anybody who wants to learn. So thank you for, for bringing that. Mm-hmm. We honor you for being with us today. Really appreciate it, buddy. Live and help live. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Ari. Namaste. See you soon. Namaste. Namaste. Cheers. Bye now. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if so, make sure to subscribe, download, and share it with your sphere of influence. You know, we bring a variety of topics to you, and it's like a masterclass for those topics, and it's all free. So take a screenshot, share it on your social media, and add the hashtag BoldConsciousConnections so that we can find you, see you, maybe say hello. And if you want to deep dive into some of the topics that we bring to you, uh, find us at www.livemasterminds.com and get to know us. Take care.